But first, our top story has us headed back up to Washington, D.C. and what the FMCSA might be talking about in terms of rulemakings in the near future. John Gallagher, our Washington correspondent, joins us now. John, thanks so much for joining us. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Bill. It's uh, it, th this is a very interesting article that you've uh, put out here. Obviously, we're going to talk about some of the uh, deadlines that are coming up a little bit later on with some of the other things. But uh, one of the big ones, of course, coming up is this idea, of course, of uh, contracting, freight contracting with drivers. And the fact that the deadline for this st starting has now been pushed well into the future, October of next year. Uh, give us the, the breakdown on this. Sure. So the DOT, they put out this uh, list of significant rulemakings report. Um, they put it out twice a year now and basically to inform the public on the status of uh, significant rulemakings that are pending. And they put out their latest one this week. Now, what was interesting about this is this broker transparency um, proposed rulemaking, which is what I, I, I chose to, to lead with in the story. Um, it's called, you know, trans, it's, it's a formal name is transparency transactions. This is not considered a uh, significant rulemaking, but it was included. DOT said that they included it in the report to correct the schedule that was put out in the spring that um, that, that was put out in the spring that which was a list of all proposed rules. Um, and that that had it set for um, for June. Now, June of this, this June 20, 2023. Now, after that date came out, the Small Business and in, in Transportation Coalition, they're a, they're a, uh, a trucker, trucker based association, and OIDA, which, which had both asked for this petition back in May 2020, they put out letters, to, uh, you know, nudging FMCSA to say, you know, let's get, let's, let's, let's get this thing going. Um, and so when this week's agenda came out, putting it the date for October of next year, they, they were pretty upset. And as you know, as I said in the story, you know, OIDA called it BS and SBTC, you know, they, 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 they called it, they, they called it ridiculous that it's, that it's taking this, this long. So, um, but, you know, getting to, to the actual rule itself, it's, 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 it, but SBTC and OIDA, they both want to prohibit brokers from not disclosing rate transaction information, which they which they, they believe unscrupulous brokers are, are taking more than their fair share of these load transactions. Now, you, you, you mentioned uh, and Ricky's coming on and maybe she'll maybe she'll mention this, too. She can obviously, um, you know, uh, uh, defend defend that, that against those groups, you know, better than me. But basically, TIA is saying, you know, this totally misrepresents the issue. And in fact, TIA sort of doubled down saying that you know commercial contracts should be should be private and that the, the regulatory provision that's in there, there now which says that the parties sh should be disclosing this information but but that and, and that sbtc and oida say that should be in, enforced tia from what from what i understand says you know that was that's an old rule as before deregulation and, and and the whole system has changed and that that actual rule should be taken out so um and again, so this was asked for um, the, the the trucking groups asked for this three years ago at the beginning of the pandemic when you know if you remember back in May of 2020 we you know we, there were trucker protests here in D.C. They were protesting at the White House saying you know complaining that they're being price gouged um, you know they're they're but 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 now you know both uh, a lot of SBTCs say 
they're both adamant that this is still going on, even even though the economy has changed. Well, maybe kind of going back, but the economy has changed, and that these that there there are still unscrupulous brokers out there that are still still ripping them off, basically. Yeah, obviously, you know, the 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 impetus, of course, is trying to head off fraud as much as possible. Here, um, you may not necessarily know the answer to this, but. Uh, why push it off so late? And again, it's not necessarily like I mean, this has been on the books, or at least uh, certainly can be talked about for, for a while, as you've already mentioned. But pushing it to late October of next year, you're also looking like I mean, obviously, the, the word transparency in Washington can be a dirty word, depending on no matter what side of the aisle you're, you're on. But then you're getting very close to the 2024 election at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so who knows, you know, maybe they, they could they could keep pushing it back. And like I said, Bill, this is not considered a significant rulemaking. Uh, there are others, there are other others that, that, that are. So, um, so, so that, that, you know, and, and DOT does not, even though they put these dates out there, they, they say in the, in the listing, they, they mentioned that, you know, this, this is, does not commit them to anything. So the fact that they can push these things out, um, it, you know, t- things change, you know, l- laws change, legislation um, c- comes up and gets passed that might have an effect on these regulations that or maybe they'll replace those regulations. So they need to be DOT. The administration needs to be flexible in these rulemakings because there's a lot of things that can affect can can affect, you know, the, the need for them or they might or or. or you know, and, and plus the administration might might change too, like you said, next year. So that there are different priorities for an administration. So that's why they're kept flexible, and that's why the dates aren't, um, you know, they're they're not set in stone. Let's move uh, on to some of these others that are coming up here in the not too distant future. You've got the speed limiters. They're very. I mean, you want to talk about a double edged yeah. sword? Uh, yeah. This uh, this particular rulemaking gets moved back six months to December 29th. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that. That's the one. That's the proposed rulemaking that would mandate um, uh, that trucks over twenty six. You know, the heavy trucks over twenty six thousand pounds, and, and and the ones that are equipped with the um, the electronic um, ECU electronic control unit. Um, that 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 those would have to start uh, a mandate that they uh, be speed limited to a certain to a certain um, mile per hour. Now. FMCSA has not yet, they've had a, like an advanced rulemaking on this and, you know, the FMCSA has not um, come up yet with any specific um, uh, mileage number, but six, the, the, the industry is, seems to think in the, that, that they're, they're pushing for um, 68 miles per hour. At least that's, uh, a, a lot is, is pretty um, confident that that's going to be the, um, what actually comes, comes out of this. And, you know, you know they're not happy about they're they're not happy about that you know the independent truckers and and others will will say that that's setting it at at a certain miles per hour you know leads to more accidents and road rage because you have these different uh uh speeds going on on the highway and you know trucks going up a hill have to have to slow down and that type of thing so so that's pretty controversial also the um automated driving systems the ads that's a notice proposed rulemaking. Now, that's that's something that a lot of the uh, driverless truck technology companies have been waiting for for a long time. Um, that was, uh, I was just looking at the list. That was, I guess, that was originally scheduled scheduled to be rolled out um, this past January, and so that was pushed back to um, just or yeah, pushed back to December of this year. So that's something that that um, 
the, the, the truck tech companies are, are, are been, been watching pretty closely. Um, and the automatic emergency braking, that was another significant one that um, as a joint FMCSA NHTSA uh, rulemaking, and that's a, and that's actually a final rule. They've already had the advanced and they had the uh, advanced rule and the comments. So that that's going to be coming out uh, in, they set that date for April 30th of next year. Um, that's, that, and that's when the, that's basically the date the, the clocks starts on going on the timelines of when they're going to require um, trucks of all sizes to have automatically uh, automatic emergency braking um, included in how they're manufactured. Any idea, or you mentioned, of course, obviously speed limiters and then obviously the, the uh, automated driving uh, systems uh, rulemakings there. Moving back to December the 29th, that seems to be an odd date, uh, just to throw it between Christmas and New Year's, when probably a lot of people are on break at that particular point. But is that just is that a a, an, a date that the FMCSA simply likes to do because it's convenient, or is there? It seems suspicious because nobody seems like they're going to be in town. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, that's, I don't think that's an FMCSA thing. I think that's just a government thing. Um, okay, that happens a lot. Like right, yeah, right before Christmas or right in, in between when there's, um, you know, not maybe not, maybe not so much attention but, but plus it, it plus it gets them you know the last date of the year if they if they have a regulatory agenda for things that have been kind of um, um accumulating that you know there's nothing that keeps them waiting for the last day of the year now that's that's not the that's not the uh government fiscal year but um it's still an, an important date to say that they get a certain you know a regulation in within the year. And if, if I just well, I want to mention one, one, one other thing, Bill, I forgot to mention that the um, what was noticeably, noticeably absent from that listing yesterday was the was any kind of a rulemaking uh, uh, or any I'm sorry, any kind of a date on the uh, side underride guard um, uh, proposed rule. Um, um, you know, they could have chose a date to, to to set for a formal rulemaking, but they but they didn't, which means they might be waiting for more testing to come in before they do a new um a, a new proposed rule, so that that and that rule is getting a lot of um, has gotten a lot of attention. They're getting a lot of heat. Um, the FMCSA is on, um, uh, uh, or, or I'm sorry, or NHTSA and FMCSA. NHTSA is getting a lot of heat on that from um, you know the the uh, safety advocates that uh, right. saying that you know this caused a lot of accidents. So um, that was interesting as well. That's definitely a story that you know you've been following there as well. John, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll obviously be anticipating what can happen as these dates approach and we get through these comment periods. And we'll look to you for uh, the information on that as well. Thanks for joining us. Okay, sure. Thanks. All right, let's head back over to the wall, actually to the wall for our first time for our first carrier update of the morning with Tony and Thomas.